Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, y'all, and welcome to Jackalope Tales, Urban Legends, and Music, where we uncover, is it real or is it a jackalope tale? I'm your host, Charles Mooney. And I'm Lisa Umbarger. And also with us today are our production crew, Pussy Costello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> also known as Jenny. Jeannie. Bonjour. Oh. Natalie. Hello. And on the board, King of the Mosh Pit, Sam. That is me. The Grand Commander. So uh. on today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, musicians whose deaths made it onto the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh. And a tsunami that took out a whole band while performing live. <laughs> so it's, you know, an uplifting. I know. Say, say that without laughing. <laughs> it's an uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help. I mean. <laughs> so. Yes, a band that was wiped out by a tsunami. Right. And oh. then the and then the musician who's in the oh. Guinness's Book of World, <laughs> World Record for their passing, <laughs> it's right in between the guy that grows the the bee beard, yeah, and uh, the world's tallest guy. <laughs> oh God! I don't know. I don't know where it is in the book. I mean, do they even make that book anymore? You know what? I think they do. But I remember having some of those books when I was a kid, right. just thumbing through them, and it was like, God. I mean, those things were thick. Now it's only online, probably. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> it's too crazy to keep record of right. anything anymore, so they probably gave up. So one uh, of the things we're going to be talking about today also is stage diving. <laughs> yeah. So have uh, you? did you ever partake in stage diving? No, I never did stage dive. I was never that ballsy. Mm-hmm. I mean, mosh, yes, but stage dive, no. What was the most dangerous mosh pit you were in? Oh, it had to be any butthole surfer show. And one thing that the butthole surfers loved to do was to show movies, and they would have this huge, big-ass projector, like yeah. the kind that they had in, in high, high school, school in yeah. our day, sitting on a hoisted up in the middle of the floor. Right. And they would show movies behind themselves. Right. And, and it would actually be shining on the band a little bit, too. Yeah, it would. They'd be playing right where it's shining right into them. But most of them were like where they used mechanized death, where right. they'd show the car crashes. But there was one tour they went on where they had come upon some footage of a penis reconstruction. It was like 45 minutes of a penis being reconstructed. Right. So So do you know the story behind that film? No. I do. What? Yeah, I know the story behind this film because I asked Gibby when we were out with him. When he was at school at UT, the University of Texas, yeah. he stole that film. Oh, that's cool. From the biology department. Oh, sweet. He, I think he was an accounting major or something. He was. He was an accountant. Right. So how he got in, I don't know. But anyway, he stole that film and he started using it at Buhl Surfer shows. Wow. He never did give it back because I asked him, I was like, did you put it back? And no one knew. He's like, fuck no, I kept it. 
Oh my god! Yeah, that makes it so cool. So it's a stolen film from <laughs> the biology department. <laughs> I mean, to be specialized in penis reconstruction and have to watch that film—it was oh. gruesome. I couldn't watch it. It uh, was like genie. Filmed, it was like in the '60s when it was filmed. It, it was, was one of those where it's on that film where it just looks old. Rainy. Yeah. Do you remember that, Jeannie? I do. I remember people streaming out. <laughs> yeah. And thinking, I'm in the right place at the right time. This is perfect. <clears throat> I will always remember that and be inspired by it and totally warped by it. And oh, <laughs> my God. Jesus for yes. the butthole surfers. That's all I can say. They make me proud to be from Texas. Right. Oh, hell exactly. yes. As a giant nerd, I've never been to a concert where there was a penis surgery in the background. But one time my friends dragged me to the Lizard Lounge, which is a terrible club here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Oh. And they were playing anime porn on all the TV screens. <laughs> That is kind of creepy. I think that's creepier than a penis reconstruction. Right. So like uh, speed the, racer with a chub? Yeah. No, it was yeah, where creepier they're going, than that. Oh! They had remade <laughs> old fairy tales into anime porn. Oh, no. And the no. one that sticks out to me is... Sticks, uh, out. sticks out? Yeah, exactly. It was a, a Jack and the Beanstalk theme. <laughs> oh, no. Episode. And let's just say things grew. And, and no. Yeah, it was very, it was very impressive. <laughs> It was definitely something only animation could provide. Oh, God. Those poor little guys in their room making animation. Yeah. And that's that's all they got in life. Mine's not a beanstalk. It's a bean pod. (laughs) So. (laughs) It's a pea shoot. (laughs) It's a pea shoot. (laughs) I don't know what it was about the butthole surfers, but they attracted a neo-Nazi skinhead group that would always be at the shows fucking piss you off because you're just there to watch and just enjoy it. But these neo-Nazis, these fuckheads, would always just start slamming, and they were rough as shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were trying to hurt you. And I remember there was one in particular where the guy had been a dick the whole night, swinging, I mean, just being real rough. And there was one point where he got up on stage, dove off, And, of course, no one caught him, and he slammed his head right into the ground. And then he's out, and his other skinhead buddies come over and pick him up, hoist him up, walk him out, and we all started applauding. (laughs) Because it was like, good riddance. Now we can enjoy the show. Goodbye. Yeah. And how about you? There was a ministry concert where there was this guy that we always used to see. You might remember him. He had long red hair. It was curly red hair. I remember. He was always shirtless, and he would always be in the pit, and he was nuts. He was just bonkers at every show. Yeah. And every single time we saw him, he was climbing on the stage, stage diving, doing like crazy ass shit. Now, was this the ministry show where they set the gate up? Yeah, they had the gate up in front of the stage. Yep. Oh, yeah. And he climbed... The, the chain gate, link fence. Yeah, the, yeah, he climbed the chain link fence on the front of the stage, mm-hmm. climbed up onto the mains. Oh, God. The top of those monitors. Head. And what was that? That was probably like 20 feet. Oh, it was. Yeah, those things were tall. And he jumped off. He did like a uh. swan dive off of the mains. Uh. And everyone was kind of tired of him because he did like get in everyone's face all night. Oh, and yeah. And he ate cement. Oh, Because uh, the crowd just kind of parted and... like the red sea it parted they carried him out but i remember it was like 30 minutes later he was back in oh god yeah so so, uh he lived which is good 
Well, yeah. So oh. let's talk about stage diving. Okay, let's talk about death and all that fun yep. stuff. So um, while many musicians have attempted stunning and stupid stage dives, and some have seriously injured themselves and their fans, <laughs> only one has made it into the Guinness Book of World Records, and yeah. that is Patrick Sherry. And let me give you some background on okay. Patrick. Patrick was in, in an up-and-coming British band called The Bad Beat Review. He was really known for his crazy antics on stage, and they were getting a lot of acclaim, Mm -hmm. and they were called last minute to fill in the bill on this, the middle seed in the bill. So they stepped in and did it, and he he was stoked about the crowd and happy and- Majorly into it. Yeah, Yeah. was was having some fun and doing his crazy antics, Mm -hmm. and uh, he attempted to uh, close out the show by jumping out onto the lighting rig. And he was going to swing out and stage dive into the crowd. Holy crap. And uh, when he did so, he landed on his head. Oh, crap. Plunged to the cement floor. So, yeah, so Patrick became the first uh, death for stage diving for an artist. I was like, man, why haven't more uh, musicians met their fate with a cement floor? So, here's some stage diving facts Iggy Pop is credited with popularizing the stage dive. Oh, I love Iggy. Although he's not credited with inventing it, because they said someone at a Rolling Stones show in 68 invented it. Okay. Which is weird, because I think it was Jim Morrison used to stage dive. That was in the 60s, right? Yeah. But Iggy is the one who really popularized it and Uh, jumped out in the crowd and encouraged others to come up on stage and jump out into the crowd. And there are those famous pictures of him where the crowd's holding him up or just holding his feet while he's standing and actually moving on the crowd like Jesus on water. And I think the highest stage dive goes to Craig Rondell. He's the singer for Boy Meets Car. And he almost became Boy Meets Ground. <laughs> but he didn't. And I don't no. understand this. He leaped 68 feet and miraculously landed. Did not injure himself or a single freaking fan. God. 68 feet. I would have moved if I had someone 68 feet coming down at me. Right. There's oh. no way I'm catching that guy. Oh, hell no. He is a lucky bastard. Right. But there was right. a viral story on the internet that Lizzo killed a fan when she stage dived. <laughs> and Lizzo's addressed this many times. And I mean, I guess just the visual of Lizzo. And I, by the way, I fucking love Lizzo. Yeah. But just the visual of Lizzo <laughs> jumping out on the crowd. I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, so here's her statement she made through TikTok. Oh. So I've seen a lot of annoying things about me on the internet. But this thing bothers me the most. And it's the rumor that I stage dived at a concert and killed somebody. Like that rumor is a lie, first of all. I've never stage dived in my life. And bitch, how? Kill somebody? Y'all really gonna put on you gonna really put on my motherfucking name? Lizzo then added, I know like I'm a big bitch, but I'm not that fucking big. <laughs> And and I guess she gets asked about it a lot, and it's become a jackalope tale that Lizzo killed a fan. Killed a fan stage time. I mean, the boy meets car guy jumped 68 feet, and he's not even rumored to kill somebody, but Lizzo just like, you know, takes a tumble off the stage and kills somebody. Just a fun fact from my own personal life, my favorite stage dive at a show was in San Francisco. Uh Uh-huh. 
We were opening for the Chili Peppers, and Chris Farley ran from the side of the stage. No. And launched himself 15 feet over the barricade and took out three rows of people. <laughs> and much like Lizzo, no one died, but this one really happened. <laughs> oh, my God. And he was sweaty and loaded. <laughs> oh, no. So... I bet the crowd was just nuts about that. They did try and catch him. I don't know if they knew who he was. <laughs> they tried to. It was like a bowling ball. Oh, God. Like, oh my God. And they just like, whoo, he with, was flying. With 48 pins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Seriously, God. two rows of people poof, flattened. The energy that guy had. <laughs> I could see that. Oh, so that was my favorite stage dive. That is a really good one. Oh, my God. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Now, you ready for mine? Yeah, I am. Okay. I am going to be talking about, and no laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Why might? It's about the band Seventeen. I don't think I've heard of this band. Uh, they... They were kind of hard to find some details about. They're Indonesian. Okay. And so Seventeen was a pop rock band that formed in 1999. And they chose the name Seventeen because all five members were... Seventeen? What age? Yeah. Oh, See? so it's not a Stevie Nicks reference. No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, their first album came out, and it sold about 75,000 copies. So, 17? Uh, yeah. 17, <laughs> 17 copies. Yeah. <laughs> 75,000. All these numbers. Oh, my God. That's pretty good for a... Not bad for an Indonesian right. pop band. Uh, <laughs> and some of the music was even used for soap opera soundtracks in Indonesia. So. All right. Some changes in the band members did happen between 1999 and 2018. But during that whole time, I mean, they were, I mean, pretty popular. They released six albums. Well, 2018 comes around. Mm -hmm. And Seventeen is performing at a electric company's family gathering. I mean, truly, like an electric company in Indonesia. Right. They want to have, like, uh, they're going to spend the big money, bring in a band. and Corporate rock. Yeah. it's It really was like a whole New Year celebration because okay. it was right towards the end of the year. And it was on a Saturday night in Tanjung Laesung Beach. So it's right on the beach. I mean, the, the stage is facing out from the ocean. Mm-hmm. And they were hired to perform for 200 company employees and their families for an end-of-the-year party. Okay. During the performance, an underwater volcano away from the shoreline erupted. Now, underwater. So you don't have this whole boom, boom, boom thing going on where you're seeing smoke and everything. So, And then it was believed that an undersea landslide that was caused by the volcano triggered 
a tsunami. And so while the band was into its second song, a big wave crashed into the stage from behind. It was the tsunami coming in. How did they not see the giant because wave? Because the curtains were on the back of the stage. Uh, it, covered, it covered the whole view of the ocean. Yeah, but weren't there other people around, like servers and stuff, that could see around that, through the... No. That, I mean, or did they take off and go, I'm not telling it, anyone, i got to run. It, or it was that sudden. Tsunamis uh, are 500 miles an hour. What? Oh, my Is that faster God. than a cheetah? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> it's the fastest land animal. Oh. I know that from Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> <laughs> so the <laughs> so the the crowd's enjoying the show, the band's performing, and then suddenly water comes rushing in through the backstage curtain, and I mean it just took the stage and all the equipment away in an instant. Um, and then the it's you can actually see this on YouTube. Oh man, there's video. There is a video of it. Was it like closed circuit? TV uh, uh, it's just like someone filming with their camera. Uh, they're taking it, and it's like a two-minute video, but the last... And they're not running? Well, no. The video taker is not running? Oh, no, because they don't even see it. It's like it happens like it's the last three seconds of the video. Water just comes pushing through the curtain and washes the entire stage and, you just and hear, everything. This is how I die. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and, the, and then the phone goes out. So, oh my god! Oh, but yeah. So uh, you can see them clapping and cheering. The wave. Oh, for the rips tsunami. Through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not for the tsunami. For, for the, the band. band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it sent the band members and their equipment crashing into men and women that were dancing at the front of the stage. Uh, three members of the band were killed. The bassist, the guitarist. The Always the bassist. <laughs> what is up with this? The bassist gets so fucked up. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> and the drummer and then a road manager and a crew member were killed. So we're talking five people involved in the band, 17, were killed. Wow. Only the lead singer of the band survived the tsunami. Okay, how did he survive? <sighs> I don't know. It's just one of those fluke moments. I think it's because lead singers are so full of themselves. <laughs> they float. They float. <laughs> <laughs> now, now the singer he was swept out to sea, but he what? was a, he was able to grab a floating box and was able to get back to the shore. And at least 373 people were killed and 1,106 were injured in various areas of the town. And then, as the only surviving member, Ifon, the lead singer, announced he would continue as a solo artist but use the, name and, the band name in honor of the deceased members. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, talk about going out. In style, I mean. So I know this is really kind of weird, but yeah. I, I went, man, if I lost my guitar like that, oh. my beautiful Rickenbacker, 
that would That's be like I it would be thought. like one of the deaths. Oh my <laughs> like, god! Yeah, I lost my bandmates, but my guitar. I know. Been with me. For... I'm serious. That's what I thought of because <laughs> I was like my original Toadies guitar that created all the feedback and right. music. God, I mean, I would be holding on to that. Right, I would too. I would like be looking for uh, the door. Yeah, that I could float on like the Titanic <laughs> with while I'm holding my guitar out of the wave, <laughs> holding it above yeah, the holding water above my so head. it doesn't get right. wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just I know I can't I know. even imagine. No, I can't either. I mean, and I can't imagine being swept out to sea. Okay, so no I don't. Shit. In my head, that's like far. I mean, <laughs> it's not just like not just like you're floating on a boogie board, no. like where you're waving to the shore. And, hi, mom. Hi, dad. Yeah, no, you're like swept out to sea. Yeah, because you got floating on think, a box. The wave comes in, and then it's got to pull back out. So there are just... sharks. There are jellyfish. Um, mermen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mermen. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch for those mermen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's probably all the debris from oh my god the disaster Everything. yeah no joke and it's so sudden fucking tsunami <laughs> yeah luckily in this area of texas we're not threatened by any tsunami kind of stuff it's true yeah so like come at me tsunami <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for you. <laughs> but don't fuck with a tornado. <laughs> this song makes me feel a tsunami of emotion. <laughs> it's like everything's been dark and now this song's coming to... Right, it's like coming into the light. It's like floating on a box. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> To discover, you can get through anything right, with a kazoo. Right. To discover yeah. a one-star review. Yes. This is the Lone Star Salute. Most people who have distaste for things, they'll just put pen to paper. Oh. Because you know what? They can't just stand up and like tell you. Well, now they just type it. They type it. <laughs> pen to paper would have been what we did. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> In cursive. In cursive. In cursive, yeah. Right. We are one ahead of all the kids nowadays. We can write in cursive. It's code. So I'm pretty sure that my Lone Star salute was written in cursive. Yeah. Because. Is it that eloquent? No. No. Okay. <laughs> this is a review by someone named Newman, and Newman. I'm guessing it might be from Seinfeld. I don't oh, know. I love Newman. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and this is Hello, a review Newman. of John Lennon's Imagine. Oh. Which, you know, was a lovely song. It was. Anyway. <clears throat> now, hey, does your hatred extend to all the Beatles, or is it just the Beatles together? Oh, good question. Wait, I remember you saying you loved Wings. I love Wings. Isn't this weird? I love George Harrison's solo stuff. Ah, okay. What is the song that he sings? All uh, Tsunamis Must love. Pass? No, there's a <laughs> beat one that you would never attribute to him. Which one? Walking George? on Sunshine. Who wrote that? Isn't that George? And don't it feel good. That is good. Katrina and the Waves. That's no, Katrina and the Waves. I've got my mind set on you. Katrina and the Waves. Speaking of Tsunami. I've got my mind set on you. That's the one that I, I never I got my mind set. 
it on you. Hey, hey got Charles, it, it got glossed over, but all tsunamis must pass, A+. Plus. <laughs> right, <laughs> <Thank> exactly. <you. laughs> no, I liked it. It's good. <laughs> I, I throw in all that subtlety stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, this podcast is known for its subtlety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. So uh, John Lennon's solo album, when it first came out, I hated it. And as I grew mo- more patient yeah. as an adult. Yeah. You've grown more patient. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> I know. Or something. I don't know. Um, I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Um, but this review to 13-year-old me is hilarious. And I'm okay. going to read it right now, Mr. Okay. Newman. <laughs> I want to hear it. This album is grossly overrated. Mm-hmm. Some of the melodies are pleasant, but the lyrics are abysmal. <laughs> Many of the songs are didactic about leftists, leftist political ideas. Moreover, there is not a single well-written love song on the entire album. The album starts with the didactic Imagine, which begins, I imagine there's no heaven, no hell below us, above us only sky. Only someone with the tremendous motivation to do so can imagine that there's no heaven or hell. John was a drug-abusing rock star. (laughs) So he had this motivation. John Lennon's songs never became pop standards, which is evidence of the poor quality of his songwriting. Compare the songwriting of Jerome Kern, the Gershwins, (laughs) Irving Berlin, then try to give this album anything but one star. This album is the product of a severely neurotic heroin user. And the songs are accordingly poorly written. Huh. Who is Jerome, Jerome Kern? I don't know, but it sounds to me like he loves more of the Broadway kind of right <laughs> stuff. An old Gershwin tune, right. yeah. Oklahoma. I don't know where, who wrote that. Who wrote that shit? Who wrote I Oklahoma? don't know, but I would believe it's a it Gershwin. Up. Right. Uh, anyway, I, yeah. no, I think Gershwins were more like piano. Okay. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Piano bullshit. Now, Gershwin uh, wrote Rhapsody in Blue. That's, oh, oh, actually, yeah, that's good. Oh, well, fuck. It is good. Now but Jerome Kern wrote All the Things You Are. Okay, then I agree with this guy. <laughs> okay. I agree with this guy. Um, he, he is a severely neurotic heroin user. Yeah, that couldn't write a hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was this old guy going, I can't play this song on my piano. <laughs> <laughs> My piano. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I found a one-star review of one of Seventeen's albums. Oh, God. Uh, and their album they're referring to is Bing Tang Terfili. Uh, it, which translates to, rock me like a tsunami. <laughs> Actually, it translates to selected stars. Oh, oh. okay. I was off. They go on to say, I bought this CD on a whim. This album really smacked me in the face and not in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I lost my breath at how bad this CD CD is. (laughs) It never did erupt with power and production. (laughs) Where is this? Is this in Playboy magazine that he wrote this? It just seemed to suffocate me by its boring, by its boringness. 
I found my head bobbing and gasping from the lack of originality. (laughs) The waves of sound coming from my speakers drenched me. (laughs) It washed away my thoughts that this could even be a decent album. (laughs) I couldn't even submerge myself into the music. If you want to drown yourself in some lame <laughs> lame music, dive into 17. <laughs> okay, does, does this guy know the history of this, too? I mean, in a dark way, I can't help but think he does. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Okay, that was, the, that was my favorite one-star review. Talk about... Uh, taking a situation and putting a spin on it. It didn't feel so. that negative to me. I don't know. <laughs> I guess so. Hopefully the singer is recording some stuff that this guy will like. Uh, or to the it, happy ending. It's time to wrap this up with the happy ending. Oh. The happiest of endings. Yeah, it is. I so know. let's recap. Oh. Okay. We've got my story about 17 and the tsunami. And sadly, it isn't a jackalope tale. I referred to it earlier. There is a YouTube video that shows this whole thing happening. Even the lead singer, after the situation happened uh, and he was rescued, he posted a video just asking if any of his bandmates were alive. His wife actually was missing for a few, but she was found alive. Oh, that's So that's good really news. good. Okay. But sadly, it really did happen. And then yours? Stage diving. Yeah. So Patrick Sherry is in the Guinness Book of World Records, so that really is a true story. That really did happen. Oh, wow. Lizzo? Yeah. It's a jackalope tale. Actually, I don't want anyone to perish. <laughs> no, But as much right. as that is a really funny story, and as much yeah. as it really has become a part of the the lore of Lizzo tours. Well, and you said that she was t- sick and tired of hearing all right. the Right. She's having to address things. it in the press constantly because whenever she's interviewed, they ask her oh about this God. stupid thing. <sighs> so it shows how much someone can spread a story and cause havoc in someone's <laughs> life. And it really is a jackalope tale. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and then she has to keep defending it. Right. Just can't. Yeah. Right. She's like, show me the body. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, we can't. It's flat. (laughs) (laughs) Or making up whatever story. Oh, God. Okay. So, yeah, we kind of had a good mix this episode. We had some laughs, even though it was some sad stories. I know. But, you know. Try to put a good spin on it. We'd like to thank Uh, everybody for listening. Thank you all. Definitely. And follow the links on our show notes to find us on the socials. And be sure and check out YouTube. Yeah, Got some new stuff on That's there. That's exciting. Yep. I love for people to be able to see us. I don't. I'm hiding. <laughs> That's why you talk in the dark. Right? Uh, <laughs> well, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And join us next time as we question, is it real or is it a jackalope tale?